0: Friday, A Good Heart, huge in the 80s from 1985, I mean really huge, it was number three in New Zealand. And one of those songs which you've heard, you si- yes, that, yeah. that, that's, that's the one, so we've got one person here who's just dancing up and down, that's Andrew Clay, uh, but Fergal is from Northern Ireland. Yeah, I'm you aware have, now, yeah. You have your uh, arms crossed. Just, no, I don't, my arms are open, what are you trying to paint the wrong picture for? Oh, I was
1: enjoying it. You're just
2: trying to, you're going to, just try to drive division between... Him and Fergal Sharky.
1: I've what, what side is he on? Is he on us or theirs? Is
0: that on He's the outside of the wrong side. No, I'm <laughs> he's one of us. So Fugle Sharky was from Derry in Northern Ireland, and he released uh, this song here. It was it was huge, wasn't it, Ellen? Yeah, f- I don't f- remember. F- f- y- well, I what do. Year it was, was the, what 85, year? 86. Was it 80 Yeah, 85. I was there you go. Four. I picked it. I was picked it. But it was one of those songs where. It's it's so big, it's just like wallpaper, isn't it? It's, oh, just it's like, omnipresent. Like old wallpaper, yeah. <laughs> like in your granny's house.
1: <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> you know, that's sort of, it yeah. needs taken
0: down. No,
1: <laughs>
2: put some tiles up. <laughs> as does your granny, I'll take
0: like, it. Um, Sharky was most widely known as the lead vocalist to punk band The Undertones in the 1970s and oh. 80s, which is, 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 because when I hear this, I don't hear punk.
2: No, he's clearly yeah. sold out. Yeah. For, for loads and loads of money. Yeah, and he made his money, so Yeah, yeah, It's good yeah, yeah.
0: wallpaper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone says here, oh, Wallace, what a tune. Awesome, I love Fergal. Uh, someone's on happy, the B side, Ghost Train Blues is better. Oh,
2: he's he one can't of those people. Don't please everybody, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, if you go deep cuts in the album, we're going deep cuts in the album here, Fergal Sharky. I was a fan before you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's popular now, I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: still <too> mainstream. <laughs> Um, thank you for your company this afternoon, uh, <laughs> Andrew Clay and Ellen McCroy. Um, one person did want to show that you, you referenced Sesame Chat and you went one, uh ah,
2: uh, ah, uh, oh, that's the count. Two, ah, uh, uh, Yeah, yeah
0: someone, what was that?
2: That was the, the, uh, the count, Rocky. I love to count. Ah, uh, 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 one, ah, 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 Two, uh, 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 Yeah, he knows it. Uh, uh, yeah. And he goes up in numbers. Yeah, yeah. It stops at about ten. Well, it's all like it. I mean, I know that was a counting one, not a. Not a but it's, I don't think I could. Instantly sprung to mind when I thought of Sesame Street. Yeah, it was that.
1: Elmo. Yeah, he's
2: uh... no, Elmo. When I watched Sesame Street, Elmo didn't exist. Yeah, same with yeah, me. Yeah. But he's
1: he's there when yep. my daughter was watching. But yeah, the county's famous.
2: Yeah, the Count's famous, and it was shh up. You know, you know, well, you, know, you get, oh. the, you know, you get the, you know, you know like. Yeah, they get the two halves of the word, and you put it together. You know, um, oh, interesting. D- Own, down, or whatever it phonics. might be. Phonics, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: phonics, yeah. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, all right. Good it's four thirty-seven. Well, we've already talked about the staff uh, shortages that airlines are facing, but as it turns out, this is a problem spanning the entire tourism industry. An industry-wide survey conducted by tourism industry, oh, Te Arouak, revealed that more than half of the two thousand six hundred tourism jobs being advertised by businesses have received less than five applicants Of the 360 businesses that responded, three quarters are currently looking for staff that say they're not getting enough applicants applications and the quality of the applications they're getting sits somewhere between average and poor With us is Tourism Industry Aotearoa Chief Executive Rebecca Ingram. Kia ora, Rebecca
1: Kia
3: ora.
0: Did these results surprise you?
3: Well, we're at the the recovery start line, is how I would describe it. So not necessarily a surprise, but I also take a little bit of heart from them. So 75% of tourism businesses are recruiting, 58% of those roles are full-time, and they're across 30 different role types. So if you're a bike mechanic or a kayak guide, we've got a job for you at the moment. And so... It bodes well for a good start, but there's no doubt we need great people.
2: I have a question. So have I. What happened to the people <laughs> – you're after me, Alan. What happened to the people that were working in the industry, or is there more jobs now?
3: Well, there's not more jobs now, but um, the world's tourism economy is getting going again, and so the world's tourism industry needs a great people. And I think
0: a lot of us are saying, where did the people go? But
3: it's a mixture of things. It's a mixture of things. Surely a right? lot of them have so gone
1: got... home. They were like international. But I know there's people coming over to the country now uh, who would eventually get jobs in hospital and in those sort of uh, areas. But are they just being a tourist for for at the start, just enjoying themselves while in Queenstown or uh, Q&A and then... Because that was the cycle before they were the tourists and they lived here and worked here. Is that what's happening?
3: That's right. So what we need is a mixture of things. We need New Zealanders who did lose their jobs as a result of COVID in the tourism industry to come back to us. We need those working holiday visa holders that you're just talking about to arrive in New Zealand. So Immigration New Zealand is telling us that we're getting good levels of applications for working holiday visa holders. What we'd love is for them to to come on down and get a job in travel and tourism. Yeah. And then we also need overseas workers. So it's a mixture of things that are going to help us get ready for the summer.
0: We have talked, and uh, other programmes on that have talked about both incentives and pay, that requirement really to lift that base pay overall. But what are some of the incentives businesses are offering to try and you know secure good staff?
3: Well, that was really interesting in our survey, actually, to see the variety of different things that tourism businesses are offering and doing. So 70% are paying at least living wage. Then there's flexible working arrangements. 33% are offering free meals. 22% are offering free accommodation or adding accommodation to the package. And then there's bonus payments and transport, even some... Um,
1: spa vouchers thrown in which I tell you I wouldn't mind you deserve it I'm going to sign up thank you so much no worries anytime (laughs) (laughs) there is like I've seen with a lot of my friends that work in hospital when we came back and, and we were allowed to open up again there was so much stress on them and they were working so many hours that a lot of them have packed it in and uh, got a different job, or just moved well, back to Ireland the issue and the UK, okay? just
0: coming back. Um, because let's not really um, remind ourselves of the stress of some of these jobs and mm. people need to be properly remunerated uh, for this to be a really sustainable yeah. industry.
3: We agree. In tourism, we want to be employers of choice, and that's why it's great to see seventy percent of businesses paying at least the living wage. Uh, But there's also going to be an impact if we can't quite find the right people in the right place in the right role. And so tourism businesses are telling me that they're going to have to cap their occupancy or reduce their services. And they're also worried about burnout. So there's a fair few general managers in Queenstown washing dishes at the moment. And that's not sustainable in the long term. So we are looking pretty carefully to make sure our tourism side of well-being is also being looked after.
0: All right. Very very good to have you on the programme. Thank you, Rebecca. That's Rebecca Indram there, uh, Tourism Industry Aotearoa Chief Executive. Uh, I'm Wallace Chapman. Lovely to have you company Friday afternoon. We are with Alan McElroy and Andrew Clay. Uh, an out-of-the-box text here. Someone just asked, um, is Alan able to say hello to the listeners in Gaelic? "Dear ditch? That means hello. You think? No, You're I
1: know. I googled sure? it. I googled it. No, it does. <laughs> yeah. I know that. <laughs>
0: no, it does. That means hello, dear ditch. Okay. Hello, everybody. All right. <laughs> and you learned you, you you can speak Gaelic? No,
1: uh, oh. no. I didn't have good teachers in school. I blame was at the, the age teachers. where the yeah. I blame, blame I blame the teachers. The teachers. <laughs> I was at the age where the teachers just, just stopped hitting kids. You know, so they were still. I was those were the days. That was, yeah. So why was that where if you didn't learn they were like Aah! but they couldn't do anything. So you'd often get like a really hard knuckle in <laughs> the shoulder. So tell me was Gaelic uh, part of the school curriculum? Oh or? yeah, we we learned it. It was just more difficult. The black the books were black and white and boring whereas the French book was in color and had photographs. So you could
0: speak French but not Gaelic. I could speak yeah. French
1: more than Gaelic, but we we learned it became cool in the 90s to learn and uh But it was, you know, and then when I was in university, we could go to an Irish class, but it was nine o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning and nobody was waking up. Which is
2: particularly, uh, particularly an Irish, I've got to say.
0: Um, First, finally, do you want to, do do you want, would you like to learn Gaelic?
1: I'd love to, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not offering, I'm just, uh, I'm (laughs) fine. I thought you were giving a chance. No, I'd like to. I'd I'd probably try
0: and learn it before I die. Okay. Uh, It's 17 to 5, the panel RNZ National. Money week this week. Cost of living has been a huge issue, hasn't it? Uh, StatsNZ said, this is out today actually, fruit and veggie prices have increased by 10% in a year. In terms of a helping hand, how would it be if there was more availability of loans that were interest-free? Well, a community finance group is calling for millions of dollars to be invested in zero interest, small personal loans, to help the poorest of the poor denied credit by... Mainstream lenders. Natangata Microfinance Trust has provided a thousand interest free, fee free loans in the past decade to people on lower incomes and carrying heavy debt but would like to do more. With us is the chief executive of Natanga Microfinance Trust, Natalie Vincent. Natalie, Kiora. ora. Kia ora. Firstly, um, why do people approach you for help? What are some of the reasons?
4: Well, you to us, because they've, they've got right to the end of the road, right? They've, yeah. They're indebted, um, they're stressed, they're feeling burdened with problem debt, and they've sought support from a financial mentor, or perhaps they've called money talks, uh, and they have assisted them in coming through to Naatangata Microfinance <coughs> to apply for a small loan to
0: relieve some of that pressure. And the money would be for what sort of loan?
4: So the majority of our loans are actually to help relieve people from problem debt, debt that's become unmanageable, and that's usually debt that's costing them a lot in interest. So um, on average, our clients' debt's costing them about 34% in interest, and they come to us with an average of $15,000 debt. Wow, that's that's obscene. That is obscene. (laughs) It is obscene. It's a lot better than it was before the uh, interest rate cap came in, um, yeah. on average, then it was 67%. So,
2: oh. yeah. That's blood-sucking, that, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I, it I, is. I, I know they're not necessarily banks doing that, but I, I couldn't help but noticing when I read this story, also very near it, I read that the banks had made about $6 billion profit this year. Um, you know, what? It doesn't yeah. seem to add up to
0: me. 35% no, interest, no. Um, clearly uh, unsustainable. Um, mm. Can I ask you, Natalie, what's your repayment rate?
4: Our repayment rate's
0: 94%. So- suddenly, there's 600 bucks to pay. Suddenly, there's 900 dollars to pay. You haven't got that money saved. You need the money.
2: Well, uh, what I want to know is, you say uh, pay, re- repayment's 94%. Do we know what repayment is on an ordinary, say, you know, run-of-the-mill loan? My point being is, it seems like it's a good success rate, 94%, and people are doing the right thing and paying it back when they can.
4: Absolutely, um, I, our repayment rates are really high compared to what mainstream banking would is it, be. Is it is it greater,
2: um, is it greater than the mainstream banking?
4: Yes, I believe it is. Wow, actually. there you go. There you and, go. Yeah. And I, I suggest that, particularly for low-income um, New Zealanders who we work with, um, you know, we pay back bank debt as well, not just third-tier lending debt. So you know we are repaying some clients who have got uh, unaffordable um, debt with with mainstream banks. So they they then borrow from us, which is interest free and fee free, uh, which straight away of course puts money back into their budget every week because they're not paying yep. the interest cost. So it improves. It has an immediate impact on their um, standard of living and their stress levels. But you're right. It's that it's that it's that financial hiccup that comes along. And people on low incomes that just don't have the opportunity to save for a rainy day, which is, you know, the, the financial yeah. advice everyone gets given, they don't have surplus to be able to do that. No. So where do they go when they get to a crisis? To you. Well, it, we we hope so. That's
1: what we want. You're the we hero we all need to, and deserve.
0: All right, we Alan, don't, don't, get don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. So, look, um, what's your message? Can people just get in touch with you and discuss their circumstances? There might be people listening. To this actually, I could use your service. Um, can they can they call you or email you?
4: Absolutely. They can head to our website. It's really user-friendly and they can do a referral straight through to a financial mentor through our website and we would encourage them to do that. When you need help, do not go to a high-cost lender. There is community finance available and we can try really hard to help you.
2: Can, can I ask, and maybe you can't or don't want to answer this, how, how can you afford to do this?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, we're very lucky. Kiwi Bank actually provides the lending capital to us and then we have uh, support to operate from the Ministry of Social Development and some private donors, Um, but it's limited, like a lot of other charities. You know, you're running on the smell of an oily rag. Um, We can do a lot more with a lot more investment.
0: Lovely to have you on the program, Natalie Kia ora, Thank you for that. Thank you. you so uh, much. Yeah, n- Nga Tangata Microfinance Trust uh, Chief Executive Natalie Vincent, uh, and go to the website. And if you are, if you do need an interest-free loan up to, I think it's three thousand dollars, they can stretch it a bit. That is the place to go. It is interest-free and fee-free loans. Uh, an email. I, I should re- read this out uh, in the interest of. Um, Oh, just to be quite nice uh, uh, I guess, have these two men together again, they're so good to listen to says Robin Whangarei, well Robin uh, I'll be the judge of that <laughs> <laughs> and it was a booking error, it so, so why, why it's highly unlikely they'll be together ever again uh, that's right, okay?
2: normally like to have at least one educated person exactly. on this panel, yep. I know yep, Hi, yep. Yep.
0: and I, I'm glad to be here <laughs> yeah. so um, Robin, enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> Because it might not happen again. It's... <laughs> if, if, if everything goes to plan. <laughs> it's uh, 10 to 5, the panel, RNZ National. Coming off the back of a three-game losing streak, all eyes are on the All Blacks ahead of their matchup with South Africa this weekend. The team is feeling the pressure, and perhaps no one more than coach Ian Foster. An onslaught of criticism has been aimed at Foster these past few weeks. Some think it's gone too far. Julian Savia is among them, writing on Twitter that he is, quote, "...shocked and disturbed." As some of the comments that have been made about Foster, especially in light of our country's male suicides, so cause with us um, behind a, a computer. is our in sports reporter this is Clay like an Wilson. Awkward position, isn't it? Where are you, mate? Are yeah, you there? How well are, an are awkward you? Awkward position
5: as hey. the All Blacks <laughs> are at the moment.
0: Lovely to have you on. Uh, this you. is Andrew. This is our uh, Alan.
5: You got it wrong way around. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is clocked off already. Only so ten obviously. minutes left. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
2: His body's in the shed, his mind's in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Firstly, Clay, what do you make of the criticism that's been aimed at Ian Foster over the past few weeks? And do you think that Salvia, uh, Julian is comments are fair?
5: Well, I think it's like a lot of these kind of situations, whether it's rugby, sport, whatever it is, some of it goes too far, and especially in this day and age with the mediums we have available to us social media being the obvious one. I mean, you only have to go online and spend five minutes reading comments on a Facebook post to know that some of it is just too far. Yeah. But of course, in a job like that, a high-paid, high-pressure job, and I think Ian Foster and the players, they expect that there's going to be some level of criticism. Now, some people probably aren 't critical enough to other people 's views, but it sits probably somewhere in the middle isn 't it you know and yeah. it 's about trying to have a have an educated debate about it. Some people have strong views he shouldn 't be there some people have strong views on a, in another. And another I've lot, really but...
0: felt. I've got to say, I've really felt for the players, and I've really felt for Ian Foster. And we had um, psychologist Sarah Chapman talking about this very issue about the mental health. They are professionals, yes. Can I bring the panel on this? Because you're a sports fans, you you coach. Yeah, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, well, I coach, and it's, it's a lower level. And it's a different sport. Yeah, but, sure. but I tell you something right now. And any coach that's losing works way harder, thinks way longer, sleeps way less than a one that's winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and same with the players. So, you know, and I, and I worked on another station, a sports station, and a few well, it was only a few years ago that we get callers in saying, oh, it's just international rugby is getting boring. We just win all the time." And I said to them, "Don't ever <laughs> get bored of winning because it's cyclic." And this will be cyclic too. We will come out of it, hopefully, in foster does. I'm always on the side of the coach because I know I've been on the side of a losing streak at a lower level, and it's it's extremely unpleasant. Even before social media, it's extremely unpleasant. You're sick and guess, guess yourself. They they'll be trying hard, uh, and and I I hope they do well. I mean I know I'm New Zealand. I hope they do well anyway. But do you respond to I, that, Alan? They will come back to play. Is it a,
1: is it a case of just. The coach, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a football fan, so if I I talk about, say, Manchester United, when they lost that coach, they couldn't. They're replacing coach after coach after coach, and that's not the problem, you know? Is that the the same with the...
2: Well, I mean, I I watched the you know bits... I didn't watch the whole game, but, you know, the coach didn't drop the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I know he picked the player, but the coach didn't drop the ball. Yeah, and
5: I think it's it's a a really fair argument, but the way it works, and you talk about professional football, it's even more ruthless in professional football, right or wrong... The coaches are the ones that come under yep, the yeah. that come under the microscope when teams aren't doing well. And I, I, yeah, like I say, right or wrong, I think I probably would say that quite often that the players get away a little bit in but terms of getting have, yeah. more than they should. Now, but it, um, in terms of in terms
0: of going to the Cauldron that is Ellis Park, what of the what what of that, and what challenge will they face there? What's his name? Uh, that man, Mountain, that that, that Springbok man, oh, man the, the, Mountain, Muelin, Dwayne yeah, Mulan,
5: Dwayne the What? What? Uh, pick, pick one, he's not, he's, he's not, the not alone in terms he, yeah. <laughs> of men, an African man mountain. What, what's with that? I mean, and what, what will the challenges be there? To be quite honest with you, I, I don't know. I mean, I think usually Ellis Park is a place where the players get daunted, excited, whichever uh. um, phrase you want to use. But I honestly think the All Blacks, Ian Foster, their mind is on. Just trying to win the game. Such is the pressure on them, given the the situation the team is in. That does Alice Park add to it, perhaps a little bit? I mean, altitude. They've got to play with that, and it is perhaps the biggest cauldron in, in world rugby to go to. Yeah. But, but the situation for the team in general was such that the pressure is already so intense. I mean, how much can you think about? Oh, we're playing in front of this wild crowd. Like it's we want to go out there and perf- and perform and get a win because we're under so much pressure. Did I hear someone say? Uh, that Ian Foster was told if he loses.
1: He has to hand in his re- resignation. Yeah. Yeah. Was oh, all that kind
2: that. of stuff flies That's... around. Same in football as well, though, right? I right. you know, yeah. tell you something. This is what annoys me about. I'm sorry about the sporting public, of which I'm one, because <laughs> they they win this game. If the All blacks win this game and they win two more, it's like oh, we're telling what greatest team ever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was that, that run we had, but we we're always going to like. Yeah, we're, we're, the so, best in the we're, we're, we're we are a nation of bandwagon jumpers and fickle,d and we're three. Whoa, we're th- whoa, oh, whoa, Sorry, whoa, we are, mate. And I, I love us. That's I love so it. heavy. Yeah, we
5: deal with it. We do love a we do love a winner, but I have to say a former All put it quite well to me, and he said all good things come to an end. And when you actually stop and put it in perspective, this team couldn't be so good for so long. Like, exactly, they it's have cyclic. been so good. They have been so good for 119 or 120 <laughs> yes. years.
0: Fair but point.
5: but there have been periods where they haven't been so good or so dominant. Who, and
2: Tane Randall five in a row. The, the last couple been, of
5: decades have been amazing, yeah. but we're in a period now where the team has. Other teams have caught up and perhaps gone past. Does that mean we shouldn't criticise or sure. or expect more? No, not necessarily. I don't think. But but yes, you, you do have to put it in, into perspective a little it's bit. It's the
2: irrational nature of the criticism, though. Um, it's, it's you know when yeah. people say they're not doing this, some um, you know, and blah, blah blah and it's tactical, you go, ah, fair enough. When they just go off on some emotional tangent, which happens in football, a great deal.
0: <laughs> Who's your team, Alan? Who do you support? And have they how 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 do they do in football? Well, Liverpool, as, as Liverpool. you know, so Liverpool were good when I was a kid.
1: And then they were terrible for 20 years. And now they're, now good they're, back. they're pretty good. Now they're back, but Man-, Man City is too good. And now they have that striker, Haaland. Ah, it's mean. like if someone invented him on a computer game,
2: <laughs> no, he's, he's not real. The last time I saw him, he was in uh, the miniseries Vikings.
5: He was in it, he I was think that's in even worse in football, though. Like, we talk about it being bad yeah. in rugby, that we love a winner and we hate oh. a loser. In football, it's even, yeah, it's all, even more all so. the
2: vitriol that um, the coach is getting and the All Blacks are getting, it is minuscule compared to... To um, right. to From football. Yeah. Sorry, but it doesn't it's, it's, make the bad stuff right. No, but doesn't, it is. No, really but but yeah, it is. We, we are we are so passionate. No, <laughs> you yeah. haven't seen passionate people get killed in football when they lose. Clay Wilson,
0: oh, yeah. kia ora It is so good to have you in the studio. Thank you for being with us. Always someone someone says here, these two are on fire. They work well together. Maybe a future comedy duo. But the, there's the problem with that text. What about me? No one said me.
1: Hey, listen. Oh, you hey, know, look, you, it's not all about you, right? Both Times both. are changing. All blacks are losing. <laughs> you got to go. Every, We're taking over. Every
2: comedy act has a straight man. Yeah. You know, like
0: Malcolm Wise. Right, right.
2: You know, but, but it's, a, it's a trio. You're the one, sure. you know, whatever the fun, wow. funny group You can remarks, be the serdiest one serious, thank serious
0: Simon. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. You're the, you're the glue, Wallace. But that's the glue, yeah. 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 You're yeah. the glue, hey, mate. Hey, Clay, thank you. Kia ora. Um, yeah, Have a wonderful weekend. To you, Alan McElroy. you. To you, Andrew Clay. It might have been an error, but you've been both fantastic. <laughs> 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 Always an error, we're on. <laughs> um, and a big thanks to my producer, um, Sam Hollis. Uh, see you Monday, 3.45 p.m., Lisa Owen with Checkpoint next.